and welcome back to Turn Left of the Wormhole. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. And uh, we're on episode three of, uh, of the podcast. And so thanks to all the fans and or mostly family members who have listened to this. Mom, you've been a huge help. Once mm-hmm. again, propelling me to the top of my competition. I have destroyed Andrew in a miraculous what a yeah. two to two to one decision on Twitter. We had other people text us, but too ultimately, late. like my sister, <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, come on, <laughs> you, you, you got to tweet it. You got to yeah. get there. Yeah, Mr. It's okay. it's okay. You can actually vote for me. Andrew's uh, Andrew's not really worth voting for most of the time. So uh, anyway, so hopefully. Uh, this scenario will uh, encourage uh, you to vote. I think it's a pretty good one here. So um, how the thing works is uh, we have a scenario that we've written. Mostly it is uh, sci-fi common tropes that you see in uh, Star Trek or Stargate or any of the star type things. Um, And what we do is just discuss the scenario, what would happen, and then of our crews that we've chosen, which crew would probably be best? And that's where you come in. We need you to go to Twitter and vote on our Twitter poll. Uh, so you will see that up as soon as we post the episode. Yep. So keep an eye out for that. So, And that'll be up all week. You yes. got six days to vote. Yeah. Sister. Jeez. Yeah. Get come together. on, Becca. I'm looking at you. <laughs> you too, Doug. I know you're there. <laughs> so anyway, without further ado, we're going to get into scenario two here. So, drum roll, please. Don't really do a drum roll. Just, just say it'd be really loud. Yeah. Okay, so scenario two. Your science officer is walking through the corridors of your ship when he notices a small eight-legged bug crawl into the crack of the wall. Your science officer says, curious, and forgets about the matter entirely. Your science officer makes his way to the mess hall to consume food or just to socialize because in this case, Andrew has data as a science officer, so he's going there to socialize. When he sees a crowd of people in line behind the replicators, they appear to have completely gone down shipwide and the captain just asked for his cup of Earl Grey or coffee to be brought to him. Or Ractagino. Yeah, depending on who the captain is. I mean, my captain Cisco, so he's going to want to rack the Geno. Right, right, right. So uh, anyway, we're going to roll to see also if we'll make the captain sick there. And then, with the beverage delivered and your captain happy or sad, you turn your attention elsewhere and notice a larger problem at play. More and more ship systems are going down, and people are beginning to report items missing ship-wide. You take the elevator to engineering when you notice another spider-like creature. This one is larger and has a strange shimmer to its skin. The doors open to engineering where your science officer sees a large eight-legged replicator being about to be, uh, excuse me, about to attack your second engineering hand. So we're going to roll there to see uh, if that engineering hand dies. Your chief engineer and science officer quickly come to the realization that your ship is about to be overrun by self-replicating robots who are using your ship to recreate themselves. What does your crew do to survive? And then also at the end, we have to roll to decide if our ship will take severe or minor damage. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, Andrew's going to go first with giving us his scenario. Um, So first you said you have Cisco, right? So Cisco's um, my captain. Yes. So, and your science officer is my science officer is data. 
my second uh, engineering person is going to be Montgomery Scott. Which, if he dies, you're dead to all of us, Andrew. Yeah, it's a it's a risky play. Um, I'm kind of nervous about that. And then should have mentioned. I can't remember if we mentioned it last week that I had to switch out the Enterprise E as my big ship for or no, Scimitar for Voyager. So I'm on the Starship Voyager. So we'll have to see if Voyager takes any damage. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully not, because I would like to use my ship. Voyager's but... a trash ship. Ooh, we'll have some debates later. All right, so first we got to see, uh, you know, the little rolls to see if I get to get my captain his drink. Josh is rolling for me. Okay, you are going to, ooh, roll a two. Bummer. So uh, that means that you make a terrible, what is it again? Ractigino. Ractigino. Yeah. So Andrew makes a terrible Ractigino. So that means Cisco at least has to be somewhat sick or upset so, at you. So uh, Cisco is in, um, he's in sick bed. <laughs> getting treated for food poisoning oh you can die from this if if we roll a one your captain could potentially die <laughs> he could we might be able to make an argument for very seriously <laughs> incapacitated but so he's there and you know as a pro, as a progresses science officer notices more things going on and on and on gets engineering which was my second in command, my second in command of engineering. Does he live or die, Josh? Let me know. Okay, and here goes the roll. Ooh, with a four. So uh, okay. Montgomery Scott gets to live today. So Data sees that this replicating robot is about to attack, and he jumps in and grabs it. Now, Data being very strong, he can subdue it because he is a robot. So he uh, completely stops it. My crew... Are you going to roll for me to see if my crew takes heavy damage or no damage? Yeah, this is for the entire ship and then also, you know, severity of the situation. Right. So there we have a two. So okay, so my ship, ship takes some pretty serious pretty damage. damage. So Data and Montgomery Scott and the rest of my crew are working hard for a solution. They discover these things can only be beaten by blunt force, which... Uh, as we all know, Starfleet doesn't really have a lot of blunt force. Yes, yeah, and phasers. also keep in mind because I don't know if we explained that on the show Star Trek is what, or Stargate um, SG One is what we're taking this from. Mm-hmm. Um, so these creatures can only be brought down by blunt force, like Andrew said, by bullets or really strong clubs, which right. Star Starfleet doesn't have. And they look around and they find this out, so they start replicating machine guns. Give them to security. Security's running over the ship trying to take them out. The only problem is they're firing projectiles into a starship, which leaves bullet holes everywhere. Um, there are a lot of, lot of injuries. Um, obviously, the captain was in sickbay from his bad arachnogeno. Mm. Um, my second pilot, pilot, gets injured he's in sick bay beverly crusher's in sick bay um garrick is in sick bay a lot of people are getting hurt here bullet ricochets these things trying to get them no one's dying but they're close primary systems all go off of line except for life support convenient 
because <laughs> apparently they decided to actually shield the conduits for that a little more after some previous mishaps where those did go down. Which you think Star Trek would actually Star Trek would have actually addressed that you, how you easy think. it was for <laughs> for for those to go offline. Yeah. There's every other episode that life support was going off. Yeah. <laughs> so they finally fixed that problem. So at least life support's up, but warp engines are down, weapons are down, shields are down, communications down, sensors are down. Basically drifting in space. Um, but they get them all. But the damage is extremely severe. You basically only have the replicators working on shuttlecraft and it's going to take them like three weeks to get back up and going. But brute force bullets and uh, data actually created a little war hammer for himself and went nuts. Interesting. So, I like it. Master chief style. Yeah. He just rolled up his sleeves and went to town, but uh, it took a lot of work, a lot of damage to the ship. So, so the next uh, episode, then Andrew, uh, the systems, at least some of those systems will also be offline probably mm -hmm. for the next episode. If the ship is required for that, but we'll have to wait and see. I might have to use my spa ship next week. We won't exactly. know until we see what the situation is. Like if we're fighting the Borg, it's going to be the big ship without all the systems, but you never know. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So my turn. So, um, what we have here then, uh, Captain Picard is my captain, so I make him hopefully a fantastic cup of Earl Grey. Um, and what do we have, Andrew? What did I roll? You got a three. A three. So um, that's got to be a disappointment for sure, but um, I feel like that's just like cold tea or like just just really nasty. He spews it out over Riker's face. Mm. Um, that's actually kind of what I'm hoping, or in this case, Adama would be his uh, second in command. So he spews it over Adama's face, um, which, uh, you know, Adama sometimes deserves. And then anyway, going forward, then uh, we have my uh, lead science officer here, who is Spock on his way down to engineering after he just gave Picard a terrible cup of Earl Grey. Kling or uh, Vulcans, I don't know if are, are very good at cooking or anything. But anyway, um, he's on his way down there. Broth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't really sleep, so yeah. they kind of really don't enjoy life at all. And um, so he's on his way then to engineering to go see uh, Jordy LaForge um, when he sees Chief O'Brien, who is my second engineering hand here, about to be attacked. And suddenly we roll a... Is it a one? No! <laughs> Why? It's a one. Literally, O'Brien is like my favorite character. Are you kidding me? <laughs> O'Brien dies. <laughs> O'Brien had a family. What is Kiko supposed to do now, Andrew? Um... She'll become a botanist oh on one of the outer colonies. Well, now she, she can't even teach her child. Uh, she can't be the school teacher anymore. Now she's just, now she's just a widow. Oh, how dare you, Andrew? Vote for me just because Andrew did that. <laughs> so, it's not me. It's the dice. Chief O'Brien dies. I can't believe this. I'm so mad. Can we re-record this? <laughs> 
Uh, now I gotta like go pick up someone stupid. I should have made Wesley Crusher my <laughs> second in command of engineering. No, we like Wesley Crusher. I like Will, Will Wheaton. Wheaton. If you ever listen, please tweet to us. I like. Will We'd Wheaton. love to have you as a guest star. Anyway, <laughs> oh, dang it. So O'Brien dies, and um, does he get a funeral? Yeah, he's gonna have to. Okay. Um, I mean, depending on how bad the damage was to his face. So anyway. Uh, Spock using the Vulcan strength, uh, also is able to grab the bean and, uh, rip its legs off and also just destroy it with brute force. Mm. Um, after someone grabs uh, a phaser and to no effect tries to shoot this thing. So anyway, um, very, very sad moment, obviously on, um, on the enterprise, um, Kiko is crying and just shouting curses at Andrew Klein uh, for what he's done to her husband. And then also, uh, now um, these things are starting to slowly take control of the ship. So now go ahead and roll to see how much damage my ship takes. It's a three. A three. Okay. So uh, some severe damage. We have uh, probably shields are down and then our warp engines are also down uh, because a lot of that energy is being used up to build these things uh, very quickly. Um, So you have the crew. Once again, they are at a loss knowing how to destroy these things. And along with Andrew's solution, my crew would start to create uh, blunt force instruments and also explosives uh, courtesy of, um, of Boba Fett. Thank you. And then also just knowing a little bit of, um, you know, how to, uh, destroy and shoot things. Boba Fett is able to produce several different, uh, types of weapons that can be used throughout the ship. Uh, most of which cause much damage to the interior of the ship as well. Um, and you have people going down, uh, like Wesley Crusher, who let's face it, should have been killed by, uh, the replicator to begin with, but he survives somehow. And, uh, and also a few other people, Riker, probably let's face it. He would, he would definitely be the first to go down. C3PO is just running around, flapping his arms, screaming the whole time. Yeah. 3PO is basically useless for everything except like those two things he can do. Yeah. So then, um, as everything is going, I would assume Spock and Jordy would come up with a solution of uh of at least attracting all of these beings to the same place so at great risk i would assume to jordy who realized that his lack of uh you know action probably killed o'brien uh they produce some sort of device that will draw all of these creatures into one of the cargo bays so jordy is running along with these creatures they're all chasing him into one of the cargo bays and inside the cargo bay the crew has loaded all sorts of metallic objects and things and strapped to those metallic objects boba fett has several thermal detonators attached to them so then as Jordy LaForge goes in there, all the creatures swarm him and are about to take him down when Jordy is beamed out and back onto the bridge. And as the creatures are beamed out into space to where everything explodes and they are all destroyed in front of 10 forward and everyone can see the carcasses of these beings just totally obliterated. 
And then after that, um, we would probably have, I don't know, a little bit of a cleanup crew going on to try to, I don't know, salvage what they could mm-hmm. of the Enterprise. Meanwhile, funeral prep, pep, preparations continue for Chief O'Brien. Kiko is looking to move probably to another starship where she can never see Jordy LaForge again because of what Andrew Klein has done to Chief O'Brien. So I apologize if anyone else out there is feeling the same way I am. Please go to our Twitter poll now and vote for me uh, since Andrew has killed off Chief O'Brien. It's not me. So, <laughs> it's the dice. It was we you. agreed to the rules. It was you. You knew the risk when you made How him your second in you? command. <laughs> <laughs> it was either I couldn't kill Tyrrell. I mean, sure, he's a Cylon, but he doesn't understand this ship. But he would be a good number two. It was a foolish decision. You should have left O'Brien in the transport yeah, room. Oh, word. So dumb. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I'm so mad right now. <laughs> Literally, this is a game we play for a bad podcast, and I'm so angry. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, like I said, go to the Twitter poll. Vote on whose uh, scenario or whose... Um, you know, type of solution was the best. Uh, or at least if you, if you can't decide which one you like more, which one you think is probably more plausible uh, that like the writers would choose to do um, in the Star Trek universe, what they would probably do if it were up to them. Uh, so go over to that. Uh, that should be up as soon as you listen to this. And uh, we'll be back with the next segment. Once again, looking at you Funyuns. You know what, Funyuns? Nobody needs you. Unless, of course, you haven't received our first message, in which case, give us a call back. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Oh, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you to our maybe, hopefully, someday, maybe sponsors? Maybe? No chance. No chance. (laughs) All right. So in our last segment, we talked about replicate. Specifically ones that could make, you know, tea, coffee... Rectogenos, you name it. So not Josh, the ones, not the ones that eat our engineers' faces. Not the ones that eat our engineers' face. That's the only issue with having multiple sci-fi shows. There's some difference in what words mean. Mm-hmm, We're talking mm-hmm. about the kind that can make you toys, clothes, food, beverage. You name it, it can make it. So, Josh, you're on a starship and you got a replicator. What are you eating like four days a week? You know, it depends on, first of all, the quality of the food. If I'm on DS9, probably I'm going to stick to some, some basics, only because those replicators on DS9, terrible. Well, they okay. were the Cardassian ones. Sure, sure, sure. And Cardassians, let's face it, are a joke. Okay, people, yeah. they're a joke. <laughs> so, uh, no, but I would, I would probably stick with some pretty basic stuff on there. So cheeseburgers, obviously, can't mess that up too much. Um now, if we're t- talking about, like, Enterprise, like, fresh, uh, like, everything is, is brand new, I'm probably going to ask for some barbecue. Probably some Kansas City barbecue, uh, some, some ribs. I don't know if that's possible. Uh, because every time you see those replicators in there, isn't it, like, just weird cubes from, like, that, like, 1970 thought were... Like, well, what, what future food was going to look like? 
I think maybe in the original series you see a bit more of that. Um, but no, like, from what I remember, Next Generation, definitely on Voyager, you know, they go to the replicator and they're like, mm, give me prime rib with mashed potatoes and gravy mm. and an entire cheesecake covered in strawberries and boom, there it is. Mm. So, you know, for me, that would be what the Enterprise, even the, the Enterprise D, definitely the E, or my ship, the Voyager, would definitely all have those capabilities. Right. So you're not really limited, per se, by a ship right now, because neither of us are on DS9. Right. Yeah, and I think also, um, you know, it'd probably go with something... Uh, I would like to see the difference, at least, from, like like, real chocolate made on Earth versus, uh, you know, what uh, Counselor Troy thought was, like, the best stuff ever. Um, now, if you, uh, if you Google weirdest space foods from Star Trek for, <laughs> for some reason, there's, like, two images of the same roast beef sandwich. <laughs> That's, and it's literally on, on, like, two different pictures someone made like one is used for mental floss and one is used for thrillist and it's the same roast beef sandwich <laughs> do you see that just go to the images I think so i don't understand why they had to use the same roast beef sandwich <laughs> like just just have a little it's literally the same roast beef sandwich with a different like spacecape in the background um <laughs> I don't know why this is roast beef sandwiches are like just okay. I guess um, I think that might actually be a Reuben. I don't understand why that would be. I don't see the sauerkraut on it. Is that sauerkraut on the side? Maybe it might be a light layer. I don't yeah. know, but apparently in the future they eat Reuben's sour, roast beef sandwiches with frequency <laughs> that they're just floating through space. And then if you click on that first image, it's literally just image. This is like an image of like a cat on top of a peanut butter and jelly in space. So sandwich time. I think we found our new logo for this episode. Um, but anyway, space sandwiches. <laughs> That's what we're going to name it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd probably go with, I would like to compare foods, obviously chocolate. And then, <laughs> You know, if they ruin barbecue, though, that would probably be uh, a real bummer. But given that it's a replicator, would, like, the food be a little bit more grainy, I'm assuming? assuming? Um, well, it's really hard to know until you tried it. And yeah. since we haven't tried it, we just have to go with what they say. Right, right. Uh, whatever it is, it uh, probably beats what I had tonight, which was tacos, and tacos are the worst. So I disagree. I think tacos are the best. Well. That's that's why you like Star Trek Enterprise and no one else does. So, not no one. There and that's why people. that's why you killed off Chief O'Brien. Uh-huh. <sighs> Unbelievable. Uh-huh. Stop it. He's he's waving the uh the one in the camera right now. So, <laughs> once again, go and vote on uh on our podcast and just let him know what you think of him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I I know that I will. Yeah, I know you will. I, I'll vote. For, I'll vote for who I want to vote for too. You know what? I'm just going to end this segment before you can speak again. So, no. Yay! all right. So I do apologize once again for Andrew's behavior. Uh, Funyuns, if you are listening to us, uh, we can replace the co-host on this show. 
so you let me know what we need to do. Now, just be aware, Funyuns. <laughs> Josh prefers hot fries. Okay, I just think Andy Cap hot fries are a little bit better. But Come on, Funyuns. I'm the flaming fan. Hey, 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 the flaming hot Funyuns are equally as good. But original, I'm going to go with the hot fries. But once again, Funyuns, feel free to contact us. But we're us. talking about straight Funyuns. I can change my I views can pound on those bags. I can change my views on what I like more, just as much as I can change my friends from Andrew to another mm-hmm. co-host. So let me know. <laughs> it's not now, my fault, Josh. is so wishy-washy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving to our last segment here, uh, just our book review of mm-hmm. uh, of the week. Uh, is Armada. So if you haven't read Armada, it's a book by Ernie Klein. Uh, I think it was it was after he wrote Ready Player One. So um, if you've seen Ready Player One in theaters, this is not a uh, sequel to that. It's a totally different book. But this book is uh, is kind of one that Andrew and I both read at the same time and we like. So uh, a little brief synopsis then on that. Um, so now it's very... Um... Very video game oriented. Quick bio. Uh, video games have been training people how to fight for like 45 years. Which every... I've been telling my mom, but she yeah. doesn't believe me. Yeah. Uh, it's just prepping us for that first alien invasion. Well, the first major one. They've sent some scouts, but you know, this is the first real, real big life or death situation. So they've been training and uh, come to find out the biggest multiplayer game there is was really the final training simulation you play it cross platform rolling the drones that defend earth from the aliens from it's from europa right i believed yeah i was trying to remember yeah. what, what it was it was europa um when you get to the end you find out it's actually even more than that which is why there probably will be right. a sequel which is to this book. Literally, we can't ruin it because there there is like a huge spoiler, obviously, at the end. Um, mm-hmm. But um, what it is is kind of I think uh, a little bit of like whether that be Ender's Game. Yeah, it's um, very similar to Ender's Game. Yeah, so um, you know, training the youth to fight in in a war that's coming up against uh, another alien race. Um, the things I liked about this book. Um, you know, it's obviously just a fun read. It's Ernie Klein, so it's really not too difficult. Um, it's pro video game. Pro video game, which, I mean, that's coming from a guy that probably didn't put down the controller until he was, like, in his mid-teens uh, with Ernie Klein. Because I'm pretty sure from the time he had an Atari, he did not stop playing it. Probably not. So, um, but things I didn't like about the book, um, like I said, it, there is this protagonist um, we can't really spoil or not. I mean, the antagonist at the end, um, it kind of leaves you just with more questions and frustration. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of have to get to the end to understand what we're talking about. Once again, can't really, uh, I guess, talk about it because you need to read it first. But uh, if you have the dislikes, tweet us about that because yeah. I'm sure that we have the same dislikes. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say... That the bad guy at the end is not Darth Vader. That would have made that. That would have made that story infinitely more strange uh, than it already was. <laughs> that would have been a wait. What now? And then you just end the book, and everyone's like, "Well, I got to read the next one because I don't know how this fits in here." That's actually what we're like. We should just end the podcast with, "Wait, is that Darth Vader?" Click <laughs> mm. every podcast. 
me and a friend wrote some stories in college. These things were the dumbest stories you ever heard. But everyone was always wearing a mask. Like in Scooby-Doo, at the end when they pull off the villain's mask, that's what it always was. It's like always like Darth Vader or the dad from Taken wearing like Barney Fife masks. Yeah. It sounds like a very common story type there. Oh, yeah. Uh, But that's how the Kool-Aid man. Right. That's how this book is. You you think it's something the entire time. And then by the time you get to the end, it's like, oh, right, this is this is totally wrong. What I was thinking. So uh, what we want to see in the sequel, we want questions answered, Ernie. So if you're listening and we know you are, uh, you need to give us more answers. And I think there is an Armada sequel that's supposed to come out sometime by like 2020, uh, if I'm so. not mistaken. So uh, hopefully, though, we'll we'll get more answers then on our impending doom and or uh, sudden, um, you know, evolution in uh, what we think about disease and other things. So read the book and uh, you'll understand a little bit more about that. And if you're a fan of Ernie Klein, we will do Ready Player One someday. We've both read it. We both enjoy it. But we're going to take a lot more time on that book because... You can't really do it justice in a five-minute segment. Yeah, there's too many Easter eggs to really yeah. like get into that in like a five-minute segment. Plus, there's um, so much debating you can do about the end of that book. Right. What it means. That now, that's going to take a while. Interesting thing, though, about uh, Armada. Uh, with Armada, there's actually two characters in there um, that are originally debating on what is more powerful, um, Thor's hammer, um, Mjolnir, or I can't remember what else was, what was the other one? Sting, I think. Um, and that's actually what like gave me the original idea that like, Hey, we should just talk about that stuff. Cause Andrew and I talk about that all the time. So, uh, you know, I thought, man, we should do this as a podcast. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Armada, great book, really funny. So, uh, check that out. You might hate it and that's okay because we kind of hate it a little bit too, but it's a fun read. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the last thing here, um, you know, the podcast is surprisingly growing. Um, you know, thank you to everyone who's listened so far. Uh, we're, uh, you know, getting more and more unique viewers so uh, or listeners every week. So continue to share this with your friends, mm-hmm. um, especially if they're cool, uh, because yeah. we really are looking for the cool kid demographic. Uh, which, uh, which is not you, us. Well, <laughs> we're not, we know that speak for yourself, Andrew, speak easy. for yourself. <laughs> easy, bro. Easy. <laughs> so <laughs> he just, he just types clever quips and he knows that I can't say them on, on the air. So anyway, they're not inappropriate. Mom. Shit. They're not inappropriate. <laughs> they are. You would not believe what your son just typed. It's a slow clapping <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> Wash his mouth out with soap, Mrs. Klein. Anyway, uh, continue to share this with your friends. Once again, uh, we are growing and uh, please vote on the Twitter poll and uh, retweet that. And just because we want you to. And if you like the podcast, please give us a five star review on whatever your listening source is. If we see it, we'll give you a shout out. We got two five-star reviews with ratings <laughs> on iTunes or Apple podcast. Like a sire says it's arguably the best new podcast that I've heard. If yeah, I could give sounds... it six stars, I would. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I wrote that. 
Well, <laughs> thank you, like a sire. Maybe Josh. Yeah, whoever Maybe that was. It could have been someone who copied him. Whoever that was. Whoever that was. And then there's another one here that says, these guys are fun in a nerdy and strange way. Great entertainment. You know, thank you could have left off the moon twinkle. Sh- <laughs> you could have just left off in a strange way, because it feels like you don't mean it at that point. But we're still or they just might it. not understand sci-fi <laughs> enough. It's true. My sister, they might just not get us. I'm making my sister listen to this, and she hates sci-fi. So, yeah. I has your wife listened yet? Yeah, not a fan. I guess. <laughs> Keep listening, Jess. Keep it up. The baby will like it. It will help with brain development. Yeah, for our mm-hmm. listeners, my wife it's scientifically proven. I read it in the um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> I read it. It's there. Oh man. So, so anyway, <laughs> rate us on iTunes, uh, vote on the Twitter poll, and share again with your family and friends. And, uh, and join thanks. us next week. Yeah, it should be better because once again, Funyuns, I can find a new co host. You just let me know. <laughs> okay, bye.